and they are victorious with a 133 to 116 win over the Portland Trailblazers. They've now won nine of their last 12 games. Welcome back into Clippers Talk. I'm Adam Osland. Get to me at follow Adam A. Get to my next guest at Bill Horenda, H-E-R-E-N-D-A. He's a basketball expert. We bring him on frequently here post-game. Bill, thanks for doing this. Because you're a 916 guy like me, though, I want to start with your assessment of what we saw from Boogie Cousins tonight. Did he surprise you at all? Did he meet your expectations? What did you think of his performance? Well, you know what, Adam? I wasn't surprised because, of course, you know, here's a guy who has not played much lately due to injury, but he looked good. He had an impact. And like Morris from Long Beach says, I'm going to paraphrase it. The meek may inherit the earth, but they're not going to go deep in the playoffs. So he plays with an edge, has the experience with that team that has another locker room in the building. And, of course, with Rondo, they go back. So I thought he looked good uh, tonight. And, you know, if you'll indulge me, Adam, how about this? His first five years in the league, he took just 69 three-point shots. He made 11 of them, 16%. The following five years, now he didn't play last season due to injury, he took 1,078, he's made 370 of them, 34%. Following the role of other bigs in the league, different type player, but Brooke Lopez, look it up, similar type scenario. And like you've said, I said this when the Warriors signed him, he could be the best passer on that roster. And you're right, that is an underrated part of his game. He just understands it. He has great vision. And think about it, he can make a good pass. He can stretch the floor in playoffs in, a cr- in crunch time. I know it's just a 10-day 10 10 contract right now, but he's also a guy that is cerebral enough that can step in and take charges as Tom Thibodeau. And you know it's an eye for an eye with D-Cuz. <laughs> it's Bill Horenda, my guest here, uh, post-game here on Clippers Talk. Uh, somebody else I wanted to talk about because he played his second game as a Clipper, Rajon Rondo. I thought he had some really nice moments, especially at the end of that third quarter, giving you a glimpse of what he can do for this team with a really good pass to Kawhi Leonard. But then also he got to the bucket. He got his own. Uh, What do you like so far? First of all, going back to when they made the move, but also just how he's going to fit in with this Clippers team and what he can provide them, especially in crunch time in the playoffs. Adam, I was radio host looked at me askance a couple of years ago when I thought he was a great sign by the Sacramento Kings. Now, this is a guy who Lawrence Frank calls a key orchestrator, one of the key orchestrators in the league. And now what he can do, he adds playmaking, of course, so that he can initiate and Kawhi and Paul George can finish. That lightens their load. Also, he's a guy that commands great respect. The players know they've never played with a guy with an IQ like this. Just follow Steve Jones Jr. on Twitter, and he can show you some breakdowns. We don't have time to go into that, nor the visual, but we still love radio. And also, he's a guy who challenged key players in the locker room, again, across the hallway, like LeBron. He's got respect. He's a winner. I think it's a brilliant move. And, of course, the Clippers wanted to add more playmaking. And, again, they do it here with Rondo. I I think it's brilliant. I was surprised he didn't end up there. Uh, during the offseason, but of course, there were a couple, a couple of bucks that Atlanta offered. Kawhi Leonard finished with 29 points on 10 of 18 shooting, but 12 rebounds. Led them in rebounding, and it wasn't that close. The closest guy had six. That would be Nicholas Batum now coming off the bench, but there's something we've been watching with Kawhi Leonard post-All-Star break where it looks like, remember LeBron James a couple of years ago said he activated playoff mode? 
it didn't really materialize, but Kawhi Leonard has almost been averaging two dunks per game com- coming out of the All-Star break. He just looks like he has an extra gear, a sixth gear that maybe he didn't have at times last season, even though he was great with the Clippers. He's got more bounce right now, Bill. Right, and these are championship habits. This is another thing that Lawrence Frank has talked about. What he would like to see from this point on is the consistency of championship habits. Now, we know Kawhi's got that. He's a championship player. And you're right, Adam. When you move on, and now we've got a compacted schedule that started later, UB Brown talks about this. January and February, kind of the dog days. You get into March, now into April, teams start to get serious. Kawhi is personifying that. And again, another UB Brown maxim, can you control your defensive board? The cardinal rule of NBA playoffs, and as you alluded to, the Clippers allowed 13 second-chance points in the first half, 11 offensive rebounds, five by Canner. Second half, they allowed just four second-chance points, only three offensive rebounds. That's a good bounce back. KYP, know your personnel, keep Cantor off the offensive glass. <laughs> they were able to clean that up definitely in the second half. Paul George, I think, had his best game in three to weeks to a month, Bill, because he had been struggling with his shot, shooting just about 41% from the field his last dozen games shooting about 34 percent from the outside and he looked right tonight and he's been dealing with this right foot injury but I thought this was a good sign a good step in the right direction if you if you want to put it that way but this is a, a really good sign for Paul George because it's weird to say this for a superstar but he's their ceiling razor razor he's an x factor in some ways because he has to be at his best for them to win it all Right, no question about it. And health is a big part of that, Adam. You've talked about the injury that he sustained. And uh, like you said, maybe someone will ask him post-game, is he through that or is he playing through it, right? Is it, I mean, is he through it in, from the standpoint that he's beyond it or is he still playing through it? But there's no question. He's a terrific two-way player. You look at tonight, 36 points, five assists. Uh, and also he got to the rebound eight times. He was eight of eight uh, from the line. And the other thing is defensively, It was a team effort. No one player is stopping the great players in this game. But when you hold Lillard to 11 points, right, that's about 18 below his average. Uh, Paul George had a lot to do with that. And Kawhi and and also, you know, the bench guys, as you alluded to, uh, Jackson and Al. And again, it was 44-21 bench points advantage for the Clippers. But you're right. No question that Paul George is a key here for the Clippers. And you know, and Clipper Nation knows, this team is going to be judged on what they do in the postseason, but you've got to get it right now. And to me, one of the biggest things is that they're in the top 10 in defensive rating. Noah Eagle mentioned it along with you early. That's huge. Only two NBA champions outside the top 10 in defensive rating the last 20 years. Last 10 years, only three NBA champions with a rating not as good as their opposition in the finals. And the Clippers' fifth-best defense post-All-Star break. They have definitely flipped the switch there. He is Bill Horenda. Follow him on Twitter at Bill, A-T-R-E-N-D-A. He covers basketball and the NCAA, which just came to an end. Way to go, Baylor. Bill, thanks for doing this tonight on Clippers Talk. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Adam.